Central Ohio is a hub of businesses, nonprofit, and social enterprise organizations, large and small, all connected by the experiences we share and the stories we tell. Your BBB is excited to showcase businesses who are working every day to build trust and support our communities. BBB SparkCast is where we will learn from these local entrepreneurs firsthand. Hello listeners, and thanks for joining us for this episode of BBB SparkCast. My name is Jordan, the Content and Communications Coordinator with your BBB. Joining us today is Beth Fetzer Rice, the Executive Director of the Homeless Families Foundation in Columbus, Ohio. This charity was founded in 1986 with the goal to end homelessness by stabilizing families, educating children, and surrounding the most vulnerable among us with a caring community of support. How are you doing, Beth? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me today. Oh Yeah, no problem. Thanks for being here. We really appreciate you coming in. Last year, our BBB staff actually had the opportunity to volunteer with the Homeless Families Foundation around the holidays. It was a great experience, and I'm really excited that you're able to come in and chat with us about the holidays. Great. Yes, they're coming soon. And we're, they are. We are preparing as we speak. Yes. Yeah, I can't. Halloween just happened, and we're hitting the ground running. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I gave a brief intro about the Homeless Families Foundation, but Beth, can you touch a little bit more on your charity? Sure. Uh, for 31 years, the Homeless Families Foundation has been working to really stabilize the lives of impoverished children, but also their families. Our mission is really to educate and nurture children while empowering families to achieve stable housing and self-sufficiency. Um, and every year, unfortunately, our numbers grow. In 2016, uh, we assisted nearly 250 families, um, 671 children, uh, in breaking their cycle of homelessness and, and moving toward housing stability. We also do after-school and early intervention programming, and I know that you saw some of that when you came down to volunteer. Um, we provide education prevention services to over 160 children and their families. So uh, we really believe that children are the innocent victims of sometimes their parents' unfortunate situations. Um, and so we really focus on intervention for both the child and the family, um, holistically kind of providing for education and household needs um, and wrapping services around the entire unit. So you have um, some specific programs. Did you want to we talk about those at all? Sure, sure. Um, so we have a, a, just about four programs that we operate all the time. We have some things that we do seasonally, um, but our biggest programs uh, by far are housing and our education programs. And so uh, with Rapid Rehousing, we assist homeless families that are in emergency shelter. So they're in family emergency shelter. And our goal is to go in and help them move out of that homeless situation into rental housing in the community. And we serve about 230 households a year um, in that way and really focusing on families that um, have a lot of barriers. You know, they've had evictions, they have, they have some things that are stopping them from renting. Um, so we are their guide. Um, we help them with financial assistance and then we provide case management in the home. Again, um, our, our goal is not to provide a band-aid, but to really help them set a course for stability in the future. Um, and, and we don't stay there with them forever, but we're, our, our goal is to kind of link them and help them navigate systems so that they can learn to do those things on their own. Um, and then we just started a new program called Beyond Housing. Um, and that's more of a comprehensive, comprehensive case management program. Uh, we find that some families do really well in our regular programs, but some just need a little bit extra. And so we came up with that, that great title of Beyond Housing, but that allows us to keep cases open a little bit longer, 
provide some of that two-generation poverty programming uh, focused on both children and family. Um, and we, um, we just started that this past year, really super excited to get it started and provide some longer-term holistic services for families. Um, and then our last two programs are really focused on education. We have our Dowd Education Center, and that's our after-school program for kindergarten through eighth grade. We have 22 feeder schools um, in the Franklin and the West Side area, um, and we work with the city schools to kind of bus some of those kids there. We provide um, academic assistance, but also enrichment activities for those kids um, every day after school. Then we have a great summer program where it is bustling at the agency, about 80 kids per day, again, providing meals, um, enrichment activities, a safe place to be, um, and then helping them again achieve um, and improve their academics. So that's our after school. And then we started in just our last year with what we call our SPARK program, and that's an early intervention program for three and four year olds. Serve about 125 families per year. We go out into their homes. We're trying to help parents help get their three and four year olds ready for kindergarten. So there's a little bit of herding cats in that, but um, we have a curriculum that we work with the parents to help um, really kind of the basic uh, building blocks to that getting kids ready preparedness for kindergarten um, and helping parents navigate again those systems that sometimes are hard um, to navigate when you have um, other things going on in your life. Sometimes there are language barriers, cultural barriers. So our uh, case managers really are a guide and they help those kiddos and then they help the families as well. That's all definitely more extensive than I realized, so yeah, thanks for elaborating absolutely. on Absolutely, we love what we do and try to make it better every single day. What do you do um, around the holidays? For our listeners well we are we just got done with Halloween where we had a wonderful uh, store set up for families to come in and shop for Halloween costumes with their kids so even if they are um, struggling uh, or they're homeless or they're unstable sometimes a Halloween costume is the last thing you think of so we uh, provided those for our families and then we had a little Halloween uh, store at, at the at the center um, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving where we'll do Thanksgiving boxes for folks um, but our big, I think our biggest holiday uh, event is our, um, our holiday store. And that's where families from both our homeless programming and our education programming, um, parents can sign up and they come in and they shop specifically for their children. And um, it's, it's just a really great opportunity because again, we want families to focus on stability. We want them to put sometimes their really finite resources toward rent and utilities and things that are gonna help with their stability. But around Christmas, you wanna provide for your kids and you want your kids to have everything that everyone else has. So we kind of help fill that gap so that they can use their, their vital resources uh, for household expenses and we get the fun of helping to provide Christmas. So we solicit donations from the community. We have organizations. Um, and schools that do drives for us, and we collect toys. And uh, we set up a Christmas store where each family is allotted a certain amount of money, let's say $75 for each child, and then each uh, toy or donated item gets an amount, and then parents, again, some budgeting skills, they come in and then they, just like a regular store, they would say, I have $75, I can buy three really big gifts or maybe six really small gifts, but then they know what their child is interested in, what they're gonna love. Uh, they pick those things out for their family and then we have a huge volunteer effort with a wrapping station um, so the parents get to see what it is. Volunteers wrap the presents for them and then they get to take them home 
and they get to provide Christmas rather than the agency giving it to the children, which we do a little bit of that too. But um, it's really important for parents to have that pride to give their child uh, gifts and to provide that. So we help facilitate that. And um, that nowhere on those presents does it say from Homeless Families Foundation, that's from their parents. So that's a great opportunity for volunteers to get involved, either on the donation side, um, the drives to collect toys, or coming down like you guys have in the past and um, helping with the wrapping and, and walking families through the store. It's, it's just, it's a, everyone is so thankful and it's just, it's a really fun time um, to see families just so happy. Um, it's a little bit of Santa Claus that we get to play, so we love it. Yeah, and um, having been there last year and seeing it all yeah. coming together, it's it's magical. It's yeah, a, a it really, really neat is. Thing you it's guys a lot do. of work, but man, we we do love it, and the volunteers really love it. And for us, we want we don't want to just solicit items from people. We want to give people experiences and um, a better understanding of kind of what our families are going through. And so that's a good way for people to connect. Well, speaking of volunteering and getting involved, mm -hmm. um, according to BBB's research, during the holiday season, American charities actually receive one-third of their annual donations. If someone wants to support a charity during the holiday season, where would you suggest they begin? I would, I would say that um, the best thing that folks can do is really check out the charities. There's so many resources, but I would uh, go to the charity's website um, and, and really make sure they're kind of looking at what kind of events they have, how they can get involved. A lot of times, uh, you know, uh, we definitely have wish lists, things that we're working on so people can plug into those. Um, but also, I would say resources like the BBB. If you want to make sure that your donation and your, your gift is really going to go to a charity that is um, using um, the donation in the best way, that has good stewardship, um, that's making an impact, I would say starting there is a great place and then following up. So uh, we're thrilled that people can come to our website, but that they also have another way to get in touch with us through the BBB and, and other organizations that link folks to us. So any way that we can get more folks interested in what we do, the better. Would you suggest checking in with a charity first to see exactly what they need? Absolutely. Um, we want to make sure that we every gift really um, has the most impact. And so sometimes we might have gotten a very large donation of, of one type of toy, uh, and we don't want people to kind of waste their hard-earned money. So we would suggest that they, that they maybe go a different route um, because we don't want to duplicate services. And we want, again, we want to, everyone's uh, resources are, are limited, and we want to make sure we stretch those as far as possible. So we would say check in with us, find out the best way to help. Uh, we definitely take donors' wishes into consideration. So if um, you know if we have a, a great school group or a, a Girl Scout troop who says I really want to do this, we'll find ways to work that into what we do. But then we can also kind of give them suggestions. And then also tell them like when's the best time to come down if you want to have interaction with the kids. When's the best time to do that so that we can really match their needs with kind of our needs and make sure we're all on the same page. So monetary donations are a great way for us to fill gaps um, in program at certain times of the year, at holidays, but also throughout the rest of the year.
we might find that um, everyone loves to buy gifts for little little kids, you know. The young ones are the fun ones to buy for and the baby dolls and things like that. Um, but where we might have a real gap is in 11 to 12 year old boys. And if we don't get those gifts in, those monetary donations allow us to go out and maybe do a bulk purchase and, and really tar you know, target a certain age group uh, so we can make sure that all the kids get a really great gift and not just dependent on what, what kind of comes in. So uh, the monetary gifts allow us some flexibility to kind of meet the needs um, as we go along because, you know, we, we really take stock, we do our inventory of what we have, and then we have to go out and fill the gaps so that all our kids uh, really have a great Christmas. So we have to fill the gaps and uh, flexible funds is the way to do that. Yeah, that would help for the rest of the year too because Absolutely. a lot of the these organizations, problems that you work towards helping solve aren't just problems that happen in the winter around the holidays. They're Absolutely. going around all year. Absolutely. And um, I think Christmas is the time that a lot of folks, families and individuals, they really want to give back at the holidays. I think it's natural to see when you're when you're when you're experiencing really great times and holidays with your own family, you want to give back. And so we do see a huge amount of donations and monetary gifts um, around the holidays. Um, but sometimes that doesn't match up necessarily where we see um, the greatest need with the families that we serve. And um, an example is that um, sometimes people don't realize the peak season for family homelessness is the summer. And so that's, that's a little, um, I think people sometimes are, are shocked by that. But um, when families um, are most mobile is when kids are out of school. And so um, when um, they have the ability to move, um, landlords are a little more willing to evict and, and not be willing to work through payments in the summer. The holidays, people are much more generous and families might let the fa their, their relatives stay a little bit longer in doubled up situations and landlords might be a little more willing to look past late rent. Um, but when those holidays are over, um, and the kids are out of school, that's when a lot of the family movement happens. And so right now in our family system in Columbus, we are in, um, in a, what we would call an overflow situation. Our shelters are at maximum capacity. They have been since the summer. And those numbers grow in, this, in the summer. Um, and then what we hope is that when school starts, we get people kind of settled back um, so kids can start school. But sometimes that's a delayed effect. And um, so the monetary donations don't always come in at the same time. We work hard to kind of stretch those to last us year round. But it just, um, it's a good example of how the needs of the families that we serve really, um, they peak at different times of the year, um, not just in the season when everybody necessarily thinks about giving. And Giving Tuesday is actually coming up November 28th, which will be here before we know it, uh, where many concentrate on their end of year giving and take to social media using hashtag Giving Tuesday. We will probably see more activity, such as people collecting donations for their organizations in public or leaving handouts. Uh, so do you have any other general holiday giving tips to donors who are looking to give back this season? So again, I would just say for people looking to make a donation, definitely visit the charity's website. Um, to find out more about their needs and how you can get involved during the holidays. Visit websites like the BBB if they need ideas about different types of charities who do good work. Um, and then another clearinghouse in our community is called Hands-On Central Ohio. They act as Columbus Franklin County's uh, 
211 information and referral line. And um, not only can clients and participants call in and ask for resources, but also they do a lot of volunteer work and they can link potential donors and community members with organizations uh, that might meet their needs and interests. So um, hands-on would be a great place to check as well as the BBB and then definitely you know, come on over to Homeless Families Foundation's website and you can get connected that way as well. Well, that's all very valuable information. So thank you so much, Beth, uh, for coming in and joining us today on BBB SparkCast. Listeners, you can find out more about the Homeless Families Foundation by visiting homelessfamiliesfoundation.org and following them on social media. Be sure to subscribe to BBB SparkCast so you don't miss out on the conversation. And if there's a topic you'd like to hear about, feel free to email us at podcast at centralohio.bbb.org. We look forward to you joining us next time.